you for listening to this message from Life in the Sun Christian Fellowship. We hope you'll be inspired to honor God and make disciples. We are expecting great things from our great God in all the church around the world in 2019. And one of the best ways that we can align ourselves with what God wants to do is through prayer, fasting, and consecration. The Every Nation Week of Prayer and Fasting starts tomorrow. And uh, we'll be here each night, Monday through Friday, with worship, a short message from the Word of God, and taking time to seek God in prayer. I chose to use the word consecration because you can fast uh, for health reasons only. You don't have to be a Christian to fast. But the word consecration adds a spiritual dimension that uh, implies setting ourselves apart for the purpose of God. And as we begin in 2019, we want to align ourselves by saying, God, we are trusting you for your plans and for your purpose. As a new believer, I discovered the benefit of prayer, fasting, and consecration by accident. I was uh, working my way through college, and I had very little money. And during spring and Christmas breaks, the dorms were empty. But because I worked in the dorm during the regular semester, I could stay there. And so one spring break, um, I had just enough money to buy one meal per day. That was the situation. One week, 50 bucks, $7 per day was the circumstance. So every day I would spend time alone with God in the morning, and then around lunchtime I would walk for about 15 or 20 minutes to a restaurant. I still remember what I had for lunch that week. It was chicken cutlet and rice. I ordered the same thing every day. They had a $7 plate. And then the rest of the afternoon was spending time with God by reading the Bible and praying. And without any real intention of praying and fasting, I just found myself in this circumstance where I was eating very little and spending a lot of time with God. As God revealed himself through the, through the Bible, I experienced a level of peace and contentment like I had never known. A sense of well-being and satisfaction like never before. It was one of the best weeks of my entire life. And it happened by accident. I mean, who would have thought that I could have such a great week with so few resources? You know, the world gives us the message that you need a lot of stuff to be happy. And we fall for the lie that God is not enough. It was by accident that I discovered prayer, fasting, and consecration as a way of experiencing God. So what exactly is fasting? Fasting is seeking God through self-denial. And I should highlight that fasting alone will not accomplish this. It needs to be accompanied by seeking God through God's word and prayer. And this is why we are gathering for five nights to seek God through worship, to seek him through his word and through prayer. Here are four reasons why this is important. Prayer and fasting can restore your first love for God and develop a more intimate relationship with him. 
Prayer and fasting can transform your prayer life to be rich and personal. Prayer and fasting allows you to humble yourself for the Holy Spirit to reveal your spiritual condition, resulting in brokenness, repentance, and transformation. Prayer and fasting allows the Holy Spirit to better reveal the Word of God, resulting in a personal awakening and making you a channel of blessing to others. As always, Jesus is our example. Let's see how Jesus did it in Matthew chapter 4. Here's the background of what we're about to read. Jesus had just been baptized by John, and when that happened, the heavens opened, and the Holy Spirit came down and rested on Jesus. And then a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, in whom I am well pleased. After his baptism in the Jordan River, we pick up the story now in Matthew chapter 4, beginning in verse 1. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. For 40 days and 40 nights he fasted and became very hungry. During that time, the devil came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, No. The scriptures say, People do not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple, and said, If you are the Son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say he will order his angels to protect you, and they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. And Jesus responded, The scriptures also say, You must not test the Lord your God. Next, the devil took him to a peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. I will give it all to you, he said, if you will kneel down and worship me. Get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him, for the scriptures say you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil went away and, angel, and angels came and took care of Jesus. Why did Jesus pray and fast? Verse 1 says he was led to do so by the Spirit. Why did the Spirit lead him to do this? Matthew says he was led by the Spirit to be tempted. In other words, he was led by the Spirit to be tested. And why would the Spirit lead Jesus to be tested? The purpose of testing is to reveal essence. The purpose of testing is to reveal who you are. The purpose of testing is to reveal what you are. Take Adam, for example. We might think Adam was perfect, but Adam had not been tested. And when he was tested, he failed. Jesus, on the other hand, was tested and he passed the test. Jesus is perfect. The purpose of testing is to reveal who you are. In our touchy-feely society, we sometimes view testing as being more concerned about performance than about relationship. We don't want to make people feel uncomfortable by meeting certain requirements because that could be interpreted as being impersonal. 
but life doesn't really work that way. Aren't you glad when your plane is landing on the runway that your pilot took a test in order to get his license? If you ever build a house and you make the financial investment to do so, you will be glad that the government requires an inspector to come and see if the contractor did it right. Turn to your neighbor and say, testing is a good thing. Jesus was led into the wilderness to be tested. Let's take a closer look at the test. What kind of test was this? It's the same test that Adam took in the Garden of Eden. Do you remember that test? It's in Genesis chapter 3. We'll read it. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was desirable to make one wise, she took from its fruit and ate. And she gave also to her husband with her, and he ate. In the garden, Adam and Eve were tested on three points. They saw that the, food, the tree was good for food. They saw that it was a delight to the eyes and that it was desirable to make one wise. There's nothing wrong with food, nothing wrong with delight, nothing wrong with wisdom. The problem is when we make these a substitute for God. So let's take a closer look at each one of these. The tree was good for food. This refers to physical appetites. Many addictions are the result of being controlled by physical desires. The tree was also a delight to the eyes. These are things that we desire to have. This is materialism. Again, nothing wrong with material things. The issue is when material things become more important than God. Or we seek them for things like, like that week of prayer and fasting that I had by accident. You know, the world tells us that we need things to be happy. We, we can fall for that. Things can either be an idol or they can be a tool for God. And then thirdly, the tree was desirable to make one wise. This is a hint toward the kingdom of self, wanting to be number one. Satan said to Adam and Eve, the reason that God doesn't want you to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is because in the day that you do, you will become like him. Pride is the temptation to be number one, to be like God. Thousands of years later, Jesus took the same test. Let's compare. Satan came to him and said, turn these stones to bread. This refers to the physical appetites, the physical desires. Satan also offered him all the kingdoms of the world. This represents the desire to have things. And then thirdly, Satan said, jump and display your power. This refers to the kingdom of self. Show us who you are. These are three areas of testing. And he passed the test by demonstrating that nothing had control over him except the Father. He passed the test by demonstrating that he relied on nothing as his source except his Father.
He did this by denying everything. The Apostle John mentions these same points of testing in 1 John chapter 2, verse 16. I'll just read it for you. He said, The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life are not from the Father, but from the world. Michael Jr. is a Christian comedian. He has a funny way of highlighting how we can boast, how we can be proud in subtle ways. He says, if you ever ask a college student what school they go to, if they go to a four-year college, you get a nice, clean, crisp answer. So what school do you go to? I go to UOG. I go to Seattle University. I go to UCLA. But if you ask a college student what school they go to, and they go to a community college, you get a much longer answer. So what school do you go to? Well, you see, right now, I'm uh, staying with my uncle, and I'm working you know, part-time to save some money so I can save for my books, for my financial aid to come in, and you just didn't get an answer. You know, there are subtle ways that uh, we can boast about the things that we do. Whether it was physical comfort or things that we have or boasting about what he could do, Jesus gave up all three. He denied all of them. If you can't give it up, it actually controls you. That's, that's a good way to know. That's how to test whether or not it controls you is can you give it up? Our test is the same as it was for Adam and Eve. We just have a different classroom. There's another reason we should remember, there's another lesson that we should remember through the story of what happened with Adam and Eve. The Bible says Eve was deceived. And Satan's strategy is still the same today. In fact, the Bible says that in the last days, there will be a great deception so that even some Christians will be deceived about what life is all about. The key to being protected is knowing the word of God. Notice that each time Jesus was tempted, he responded not just by quoting the word of God, but by applying the word of God. It's not enough to know, we must also do. Interestingly, in the case of Jesus, he had the same classroom as Adam and Eve. It just didn't look the same. This part of the world was once the Garden of Eden, but because of sin and destruction and death, it was now a desert. It was a wilderness. And Jesus enters this ancient, dilapidated classroom for 40 days and 40 nights. Did you know 40 is symbolic? 40 is symbolic of promises fulfilled. After 40 days, Moses came down from the mountain with life-giving words written by God. There's a funny cartoon circulating in social media claiming that Moses was the first to download data from the cloud onto a tablet. (laughs) 40 is symbolic. After 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, the Israelites entered the promised land. After 40 weeks of pregnancy, there is the promise of new life. After 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness, Jesus passed the test 
and he begins to restore what was lost in the garden. Jesus begins his mission to save the world. He already knows his method. It's very different from the way of men. Men create kingdoms through domination, manipulation, and control. Jesus creates his kingdom with love. Domination, manipulation, and control have been used by rulers throughout history. Every war is an example. Jesus, however, develops a new kingdom by a different method. God says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. Kings are willing to kill. The king of kings is willing to die. Greater love has no man than this, that one lay down his life for another. This cartoon is a picture of Jesus with superheroes as he explains how he saved the world. And it's a great illustration of how God's ways are not our ways. These superheroes are just bulging with muscles, forcing to make things happen. But Jesus captures our heart and our loyalty with love. There is a better way. We too can be like Jesus, but we have to let go of the old ways. In order to experience God, I would like us to develop the discipline of fasting. Remember, biblical fasting is seeking God through self-denial. For the growing Christian who loves God, fasting is a lifestyle. It's not uh, just once or twice a year when every nation has a corporate fast, but it's daily. Jesus said, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Most of my relationship with God was spent denying myself of something for the purpose of putting God first. I used to have a scrapbook with all my awards and ribbons and certificates that I had collected ever since I was a kid in school. And one day I took it and I threw it away. Paul said, whatever was gained to me, I consider rubbish compared to the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. In my 40s, my health deteriorated because of poor diet and lack of exercise. And I had this, these symptoms where literally every joint in my body was aching. Every little knuckle, every major joint, every minor joint, all of it was in pain. And when I would wake up in the morning, the first three or four steps that I would take, I felt like I was walking on pins and needles. And I didn't want to just keep taking Motrin for the rest of my life. And so I just said, God, I need knowledge and understanding. And one day I was visiting a friend in the hospital, and the doctor was giving my friend some advice. And the symptoms that he described, he was describing me to a T. I thought, I thought, man, God is speaking to me right now. I just prayed for knowledge and understanding. And he said this, he said, when we get older, our body doesn't process protein like it did when we were younger. I think the other part of it is we also become a lot less active and we don't need as much. But we continue the same diet that we had when we were in our 20s and 30s. And so I had all these symptoms and I was listening to him and he said, 
the patients that follow his prescription, which is his prescription was, he recommends that you go on a plant-based diet. And so he said his patients who follow that prescription, their symptoms go away within two weeks. And you know, I thought, you know what? I'm going to give it a try. The next day, I went cold turkey. I was a vegetarian in 24 hours. <laughs> I did that for two weeks straight, and I kid you not, my symptoms went away. They've never come back. I stayed being a vegetarian for eight years. It uh, takes seven years for all the cells in your body to regenerate. It was a time of cleansing and restoration for me. Later in life, as I developed a better routine of exercise and working out, I found that being a vegetarian, I was losing too much weight. I was becoming thin. So I began to introduce a little bit of protein into my diet to kind of balance the level of activity that I had. And, and so I, I think I've kind of found that rhythm now. But that's an example of a daily discipline of denying self. Now, it might sound like that kind of self-denial was for health reasons only, but it really depends on the motivation. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and staying healthy can be another way of honoring God. So here's what I'd like us to do. I would like us to develop the discipline of fasting. And you're invited to join us to pray and fast starting tomorrow. Consider what controls you and choose to eliminate it for five days. It might be food. It might be something else. But you get the idea. The idea is there needs to be a plan. And if you would like a prayer and fasting guideline, there are hard, hard copies back at that corner at the book table. Terry, you want to hold that one up? They look like this here. You can get a copy like that. And that'll help you stay in touch with uh, your plan. It's also got a place in there where you can journal and uh, write down what it is that God is doing, what it is that he's showing you. And there's also devotionals in there. And I want to encourage you to come Monday through Friday here at 7 to 8 p.m. Uh, we're going to have worship. There's going to be a teaching in the Word of God, and we'll take some time to press in and pray. So uh, you can also download an app that will help you uh, stay in touch, keep up with the devotionals. Uh, you can go there to, um, to either one of those. This will help us stay on track with the devotionals. Remember... It's important to be in the Word of God along with prayer and fasting as a way of experiencing God. Sound good? Yeah. Let's pray. Father, I, I thank you for Jesus' life, not only what he accomplished for us, but also what he modeled for us as a way to experience you. Lord, I pray that in 2019 that we will position ourselves spiritually to be able to hear, to see, as Armin was talking about earlier, but also to do. Lord, I pray that as we press in, as we deny ourselves of things that can be distracting, that we will experience you 
that you will touch us and change us and allow us to be the people, to be the church that you've designed us to be. And so if you would just continue in an attitude of prayer, I want to invite you to take a moment to do some business with God and just say, Lord, what is it that you're highlighting for me? What is it that you want me to take note of? What is it that you want me to take away, to run with, to apply? Just take a moment to ask the Lord, what is that? I want to give you some time just to respond in your heart to him. This is an example of why it's important to pray and fast. Sometimes it's hard to be still, to hear. We want to take an extended time this week so that this comes easier, that it becomes natural. But if you have sensed God impressing something on your heart, I want to give you a moment just to say yes to him. Just in your heart, just say, yes, Lord, I hear you. I want to go there with you. If you would keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed, I want to address another group here today. There may be some of you as you hear us talk about experiencing God. This is something that that has caught your attention. This is something that you're interested in. And if you've never made a formal commitment if you've never made a conscious decision to say, yes, God, I want to experience you, I want to give you an opportunity to express that to God today. Uh, A simple way of doing that is to pray. It's just talking to God. And what I'll do is I'll pray out loud. You can just pray along with me in your heart. God will hear you. But before I pray, I'd like to know who I'm praying with, and I have a signal for that. And that is... If you would look up when my eyes meet yours, I'll know that we're going to pray together. And so if this is something that you would like to do, go ahead and look up at this time, and then we'll pray together in a moment. Back here. on this side in the back okay I see you there and here okay anybody else don't want to miss anybody if I did just raise your hand so I don't miss you okay good let's pray father in heaven I'm here today because you have been getting my attention today I'm choosing to make a decision. I'm making a choice to open up to you. I do want to experience you. So I'm inviting you into my life. I invite you into my thinking and my feeling and my doing. I invite your spirit to come into my spirit. And I ask you to forgive me for the things I've done that have been hurtful to other people and to myself. 
the way I've been doing life is not working real well, God, and I want to live your way. I want you, I ask you to reveal your ways to me. Show me how life is supposed to be done. Lord, I ask that you would give me a new start. I ask that you would reveal yourself to me. And I ask that you would change me and make me the kind of person you want me to be. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give a hand to those who prayed that prayer.